This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. When it comes to renting a home, landlords may see many more applicants with pets than they do parents with children. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the number of households with pets is almost double the number of households with children. That's a trend that impacts the rental market as well as the home buying market as pet owners look for housing and neighborhoods that will accommodate the needs of their children and their pets. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Census data shows that the number of families with kids under the age of 18 has been declining over the past 20 years. Last year in 2022, just 40% of households had children. That's down from 48% in 2002. A risk media article suggests two reasons for the decline. One, because birth rates have been shrinking over the last few years, except for an increase in just the last year. And two, because baby boomers still comprise a large share of U.S. households, but at this point, with no kids. As households with children have dwindled, those with pets have actually been rising. The American Pet Products Association says that back in 1988, 56% of households had a pet, which was most likely a dog or a cat. Today, about 70% of U.S. households have pets. Although the number has been steadily rising over the years, many people adopted pets during the pandemic and continue to lavish time and money on their pet companions. The BLS American Time survey shows that the share of Americans who spend daily time with their pets grew from about 13% in 2003 to almost 20% in 2021, with women spending more time on pets than the men. Americans are also spending more money on their pets. The American Pet Products Association says the expenditure has grown from about $53 billion in 2012 to $123 billion in 2021. With that kind of time and money being lavished on our pet companions, it's not that surprising to think that pet owners will place great importance on the well-being of their pets in their home buying process or their rental decisions. According to the National Association of Realtors, almost one-third of unmarried home buyers will consider their pet when they decide on a neighborhood. About 14% of married couples will factor that in. When it comes to gender, 25% of single women want a pet-friendly neighborhood compared to 16% of men. Pet-friendly neighborhoods are ones with a high walkability score access to parks and recreation areas, and homes with yards. As a landlord, it's become more important to accommodate pets, but you should also have clear, comprehensive rules written into the lease agreement. The California Apartment Association offers a pet addendum that can help landlords and property managers protect their property and the safety and cleanliness of their rental community in general. Among the key components of the addendum is a requirement that renters get a landlord's written consent before they bring a pet onto their premises. The addendum also requires detailed information about the pet, including type, breed, name, sex, age, size, and a description or photo. This can help with record keeping. If there are local pet ordinances, the tenant should agree to comply with those. There should also be guidelines for the disposal of any pet waste on the rental property and the maintenance of litter boxes. Keep that in mind for your short-term rentals as well, as people like to travel with their pets. Rich and I allow pets in our short-term rentals, and there is a pet fee for that and an extra cleaning fee, but people seem happy to pay it. 
We'll have a link to the addendum and data on households with children and pets in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. And by the way, if you're interested in short-term rentals, we have some amazing deals with our affiliate property teams in Florida. So be sure to check that out when you go to realwealth.com and just click on the invest tab and look for the dropdown for the Florida areas. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.